voice of Whiteville. You can say that again. Ooh, 103.9. Welcome to the Columbus Connection, a weekly public affairs program produced in, for, and about Columbus County, North Carolina. Now here's your host, the managing editor of Columbus County News, Jefferson Weaver. Hello, everyone. This is Jefferson Weaver with WTXY and ColumbusCountyNews.com. Coming to you with a Columbus Connection. Got our very own meteorologist, Christopher Cawley, with us today. Chris, how in the world are you? I'm doing all right. How about yourself? We're getting there. You're relaxing a little bit now. The school's out. Yes. And we can we can work on your other job that you love so much, which is talking about the weather. Talking about the weather. Yeah. Weather and science. Weather and science, which they intermingle anyway. Mm-hmm. So we're, everybody's always upset about hurricane season, which officially started the other week. So what are we looking at this year, do you think? So... Noah is saying we're going to have a normal season, quote-unquote normal. I, I don't see any reason to disagree with that. We have a developing El Nino, uh, which is going to throw a little monkey wrench into the forecasting. Um, Noah is saying 12 to 17 named storms. That's kind of a wide spread. Um, I think they're taking... Yeah, that's kind of hedging a bet on that Yeah, they're taking the developing El Nino into consideration. During an El Nino year, the number and strength of Atlantic storms is generally less, but there can be exceptions to the rules. There's usually more wind shear in an El Nino year, which is not favorable for storm development. But on the flip side, ocean temps are currently running above normal. The Gulf Stream temp is running well above normal. There's no reason for anyone to believe that's going to change. So, you know, it's any guess is hard to it's hard to pin it down. It only takes one bad storm. It only takes one Florence to come rolling in. And who cares how many storms we've had roaming around the ocean? And as as our our mutual friend down in the Wilmington NWS office says so many times, any storm that comes in your backyard is a major storm. Exactly. Um, There's already been the one subtropical storm in the Gulf and the. Hurricane Center also retroactively named a system from back in January as a subtropical system. So um, it's really any any guess. I don't see any reason to go against what NOAA has said. They are the scientists with all the alphabet soup after their names. And they've got many, many years experience looking at this stuff and looking at the data. So I don't really see any reason to disagree with them. All right, this is this is a question that I get asked constantly, and honestly, I have a hard time answering it, even though I know in my mind and my heart what the answer is. What the heck is an El Nino? All right, so this is a an oscillation of water temperatures in the eastern Pacific Ocean, the tropical Pacific. We'll try to keep it in layman's terms. La Nina is a cooler-than-normal water temperature of the tropical pacific ocean that's persisted for three years which in and of itself is a bit unusual but since early this spring times are changing and water temperatures warming up and we believe now that an el nino is forming we skipped the neutral phase neutral came and went now we're into the el nino phase 
Well, at least we're just you know, committing instead of being wishy-washy there in the middle. Exactly. Let's. <laughs> I like it. You know, be decisive. Here we go. So, where do, I mean, what is this going to mean for us? You know, what? How is the you know, the warming or the cooling in the Pacific Ocean going to help or hinder us when it comes to a storm? Okay, so think of a gate, and you have a hinge on a gate. There's very little movement at that hinge when you open and shut the gate on a fence, but at the other end of that gate, you have a significant movement. This little change in the water temperature in the eastern Pacific Ocean means global ramifications as far as wind currents, air temperatures, and therefore the development of storms. You can get a higher wind shear in the tropical Atlantic, which means in theory, less storms. But again, all we need is that one storm to develop and take a run off, you know. That's the the thing. We can't can't emphasize enough, folks. If there's one storm and it lands in your backyard, it's a major storm. And that's why I don't pay so much attention to 12 to 17 storms. I don't care if there's 37 storms running around the ocean. If one makes a run at Myrtle Beach and comes due north, we're in trouble. Yep. Yeah, that, that's the thing you have got to remember. You know, that, um, it doesn't mean we need to be running around panicking all the time, needless no, no, to no. say. But we just need to be aware of it and be ready for it. Mm-hmm. Well, we live in an area prone to hurricanes and severe weather. We should have a level of preparedness from the get-go. And I'm preaching at the choir here. Well, um, we all are, every single one of us. I mean, we, I fuss about it all the time, and I noticed this past weekend, I did actually take the time to stop and look, and I'm like, ooh, need to do something about that right I've there. I've been doing some work around my house, and I got kind of thick in that. It's like, batteries, batteries. I don't have any batteries. Okay, and probably should run to the Walmart and get some batteries at some point. Oh, while I'm at it, I probably should look at some other things here, too. That's what we preach all the time. Our our mutual friend, Hal Louder, when we get him back in here again, he'll preach the same thing. Now is when you need mm-hmm. to do your preparations, not when they've issued a tropical storm warning for right. our area. And, and they're changing the way they word the warnings uh, for this season as well. Yeah, tell us a little bit more about that as well, because I, mean, that, I think that's something folks need to know about. Yeah, so... For, like, Columbus County inland areas, you're not going to get tropical storm warnings or hurricane warnings. You're going to get the wind warnings. The, the, from the way I understand it, the tropical storm warnings or hurricane warnings are going to be for the coastal counties. Storm surge warnings now, they have a better idea and a better way of mapping and predicting where storm surges are going to occur. And they can warn for very specific areas, sort of like the way they do for severe thunderstorm warnings. Okay. All right. And it's a, what they call an impact base warning for our area we would still get like flood warnings wind warnings high wind warnings and that kind of thing and of course tornado warnings and yes watches, tornado which, warnings which and we're watches. talk about that some as well cool. that, uh, yeah that, that's something we need to be more aware of uh, in fact i think we're at a good point right now we'll take a real quick break and we'll be right back with more with christopher Colley on the columbus connection Has your heater or air conditioner busted? Appliance broken? Computer crashed? Then you need an ARW home warranty. 
Home system and appliance repairs and replacements can cause stress and cost you thousands of dollars per year. With an A-plus BBB rating and a top-rated home warranty company on Consumer Affairs and Trustpilot, ARW Home provides superior service, featuring the industry's lowest service call fee. ARW Home has warranty plans that cover your kitchen and laundry appliances, heating and air conditioning systems, electrical and plumbing systems, and much more. Call 800-201-1478 to customize your plan. Plus, ARW has partnered with Azurian to protect your new and used tablets, laptops, TVs, and other home tech from accidental damage and wear and tear. All plans come with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Call 800-201-1478 now for your free quote. That's 800-201-1478. And welcome back to the Columbus Connection, everyone. This is Jefferson Weaver. I'm here with my friend and meteorologist, Christopher Colley. We were talking about storms a minute ago. We're getting into tropical season, which is other things that happen as well. And we were talking about preparedness. What do folks need to do? Well, it's important to know the difference between a watch and a warning. It's also important to have multiple ways of getting information. If you simply rely on your phone for all of your information okay that's a bless your heart kind of thing yeah um i still believe that NOAA weather radio should be in every household social media is probably the last place you should look for life or death weather information because you get a lot of fly-by-night sites that kind of come up and you don't know who is running them or you know they like to post the the bright colorful graphics that they find somewhere and Get everybody all worried and upset. Yeah, everybody and, shares them. So and then people message me saying, is this true? Is this true? And I just want to say, bless it. No, it's not. <laughs> but knowing the difference between a watch and a warning is very important. We get severe thunderstorm watch and then a tornado watch. That doesn't mean one is actually going to occur. That just means the conditions are favorable for their development. Kind of. Be on your toes. Watch the sky. Watch. That's what it says. Watch. Keep your eyes open. Go about your business, but keep an eye to the sky. If threatening weather approaches, you might want to be somewhere indoors. When there's a warning issued, that means it's hitting the fan, and you need to take shelter and be ready for it. Now, a lot of people don't take severe thunderstorm warnings very seriously. Well, you should. This area is prone to straight-line winds, which is... Winds blowing in a straight line, essentially, you, you get downbursts in thunderstorms that can have wind speed 70, 80, 90 miles per hour. People don't think that can happen, and they'll say a tornado hit. I actually know if you get like a drone or something and you can look from above, you'll see all the trees are laid down in one direction. That's a straight line wind. Now, if it looks like a weed whacker came through, yeah, that was a tornado. Yeah. But at the same time, both of those, I mean, 80 mile an hour winds will mess you up if you live in a trailer. Yes, it's a bad day. Um, and that's why people need to be aware, why they need to be paying attention, and know the difference between a watch and a warning. That's, mm-hmm. Those are the big kicks right there. I mean, keep your eyes open if it's a watch, and make sure you're actually taking action if it's a warning, especially if you live in a susceptible 
home. Exactly. Um, there are three levels of severe thunderstorm warnings now that the Weather Service has come out with as well. We have baseline, considerable, and destructive. The baseline is what we've always heard with quarter-size hail and 60-mile-an-hour winds. The next level up is golf ball size hail, which I have seen here, and surface winds of 70 miles per hour or higher. And destructive level is baseball size hail, which occurred in the Conway area a couple years ago, and or surface winds of 80 miles per hour or higher, which has also happened here within the past couple of years. Not here in Whiteville specifically, but in this general area. I think that's and that's the thing people need to realize as well. I mean, a again going back to what we said a minute ago. I know we're harping on it, but if that storm comes in your backyard and it's just one little microburst that comes in your backyard, it can make a big difference in everything. As yeah. Whether you get to spend the weekend at the beach or at the lake, or if you get to spend the weekend cleaning up because your outbuildings have been smashed and the roof has been ripped off the house. Exactly. No storm needs to be disregarded. And they can be very isolated in nature. Here in Whiteville, it could be blue sunny skies. You get down below Walmart or Williams Township, and there can be a destructive thunderstorm that kind of pops up out of nowhere. I mean, we're in that time of year where we get the sea breeze, get the afternoon instability thunderstorms in the heat and humidity. They're almost impossible to predict. Like you'll hear me say on our weather forecast, scattered thunderstorms. Well, does that mean it's going to thunderstorm everywhere? Of course not. But... We don't know precisely where, and as good as technology is, as good as modeling is, it's impossible to pinpoint what's going to thunderstorm in Tabor City this afternoon. And we don't want people, let's make sure we emphasize that, people don't need to, you know, we don't want you running around being scared to death. Mm. We want you to be aware. We want you to be paying attention so you can prepare if something is coming down the pike that's going to potentially unpleasant. Mm -hmm. Just yeah, preparedness. I mean, don't really, need to be scared to death of every single thunderstorm that rolls across a highway, but you do need to be aware that that thunderstorm is right, out there. Right. Now, if a tornado warning is issued, that is something that everyone should take seriously. If you get an alert on your phone, it might not hit your house, but you don't know that. And they can turn, not necessarily on a dime, but they can turn. Their path can change. And We've had tornado outbreaks. One of those, one of those in the past. war stories that you and I like to share is 2012, I believe it was, and I was working with a, another news organization, and my partner and I were out there chasing them and listening to the police. An excited officer came across, and yeah, we thought we were parallel in the line of the storm. And he comes across and says, "You're, you know, the, it's on the ground on Floral Drive." Andy looked at me, I looked at Andy, and we looked directly up above us where we were parked, and we were parked on Floral Drive, mm -hmm. and it was only three blocks long. Mm -hmm. That storm had made a 90-degree turn. That funnel had made a 90-degree turn and gone across. And so that's, nobody could have predicted that. Nope, you can't. The outbreak of April 16, 2011, I was chasing a storm riding northward towards Clarkton. I was following another Skywarn uh, spotter, and I was in contact with a friend of ours from the National Weather Service and kind of taking some pictures as best I could. And I remember him saying, you are way too close. You are way too close to that. Yeah, probably. Yep. Now, I'm not going to advocate people go thrill-seeking, 
No. And chase these storms unless you are Skyworn trained, but that was a little terrifying. Well, we went in the other direction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We made no bones about it. We kept chasing that afternoon and we got some good videos and some good pictures, but we kept chasing. We did our job, but you know, we went the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> Time to make a strategic withdrawal. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, how are we doing on, while we're talking about local weather type situations, how are we doing on rainfall this year? Rainfall, we are actually above normal. Finally. Believe it or not, I've got some statistics here that I brought with me. Uh, for the year to date, as of the end of May, we've had 20.51 inches of rain on my weather station here in town. The normal is 18.26. There have been, let's see, where do I have this written down? We have had... 54 days of measurable precipitation this year. Not too bad. No, that's not too bad. We've had some long dry spells in January and May. We had runs of 16 consecutive days without a drop. But on the flip side, in April, we had 6.23 inches of rain, and 3.28 of that came on one day. Yeah. So, you know, it's been feast or famine as far as rain goes. Now, the Climate Prediction Center is thinking that's going to kind of stay the same. There's a chance that we could have above-normal rainfall through the end of the summer. That's hit or miss, depending on where your thunderstorms set up. We can get local thunderstorms that drop two, three, four inches of rain in two hours, and then the rest of the county is bone dry. So, you know, take that for however you want to take it. But on average, I think we'll probably stay a, a little bit above normal. Well, a little bit above normal we can deal with. Not, yes. You know, not like summer of 2016. Where when we had 90-some inches of rain. That was insane. Yeah. That yeah, was we were sopping before the hurricanes got here, and then the hurricanes made matters that mm -hmm. much worse. Yep. As far just, as temperatures go, we are above normal with temperatures. Our average temperature so far for the year, this is highs and lows, all averaged a little bit of mathematic, as I call it, in the, where I teach. Mathematic? Mathematic. I like that. I say we do a little bit of mathematic today. Uh, 60.2 is our average temperature. The normal is 54.4. So we've been above normal. But interestingly, as of the end of May, we had only had one day above 90 degrees. Yeah, yeah everybody's been talking about how pleasant it's been. It, and we haven't turned the air conditioner on yet at home. I've had mine on a couple times, but we had a 95.5 on May 9th. And that's been it. Now, as we've gone into June, we've had a few more. And the heat index is starting to push over that misery mark, as we call yeah. it, the 100-degree mark. So summertime is coming. It's just been a little bit delayed this year, I think. But it's, it's here. Oh, it's inevitable. That we're oh, yeah. Get hot anyway. Yeah. It, it's North Carolina in the summertime, as I tell my son, because he complains about the heat. And I say, um, son, we live in North Carolina in the summertime. It's going to be hot. Yeah. It's going to be humid and a chance of a thunderstorm. Mm. I could pretty much write the entire forecast through the end of July right now. <laughs> Partly to mostly sunny, chance for a storm, highs in the mid-90s. There you go. I think we're going to take another quick break, and we'll be right back with more with meteorologist Christopher Colley on the Columbus Connection. If you served in the Marine Corps, by now you know about the contaminated water problem at Camp Lejeune. If you were stationed or worked at Camp Lejeune from 1953 to 1987, you probably have a lot of questions. We have some answers. You could be entitled to compensation, 
billions of dollars are being allocated to pay for damages to anyone stationed at Camp Lejeune during that time. Unfortunately, it appears that officials may have known the contaminated water problem existed and did little to protect their men. The Semper Fi Code was not honored. If you or someone in your family has developed a serious illness, including various forms of cancer, call this Camp Lejeune legal support line right now. You can't turn back the clock and change what happened, but you can certainly call right now and learn your rights as a Marine. Here's the number. 800-741-5819. 800-741-5819. That's 800-741-5819. Paid for by Legal Alert Line. Welcome back to the Columbus Connection, everyone. This is Jefferson Weaver. I'm here with Christopher Cawley, my friend, and our own resident meteorologist. So, of course, weather is a, I'm not going to say an inexact science, but a changing science. Yes, very which much. Which is why you catch so much gruff sometimes, because, yep. people, and, but, so I'm going to put you on the spot here anyway, since you've got the data, you've got the numbers. What kind of summer are we looking at? Hot. Hot. It's North Carolina in the summertime. It's going to be hot. Um, no, I think we'll have a normal summer season. I think July is going to be miserable, as always. Yeah. I don't know how – it's impossible to say how many days we're going to have where it's over 100. We might not have any, and it, we might have many. I don't know. But um, the 100-degree mark, that misery mark, as we like to say, I hope not too many just from an energy use standpoint. Um, Duke Energy already gets fair bit of my money. I yeah. don't need my air conditioning running 24-7 either. It's been nice so far. Yeah, we've been a little bit below normal highs, but I'm not complaining about that. No, no, I don't think anybody is. But it's been a- looking at advanced or longer range model data through the end of the month of June, I'm looking at upper 80s to lower 90s by day and around 70 by night which is right about normal the highest normal high for whiteville is 93 and the highest normal low is 70 so a high of 93 and a low of 70 is right where it should be so you know we like boring well sometimes boring is good i i would rather not have the prolonged 100 degree weather no um but once you get beyond 7 to 10 days, and this is where a lot of people are fooled a little bit by the phone apps that are out there that are the bane of my existence. Um, well, it's showing 75 on July 1st, whatever. Any forecast beyond 7 to 10 days is a roll of the dice. Yeah. I'm not a gambler, so I don't really know a whole lot of gambling technology, but or te- technology words, 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 Mister Colley, words. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a crapshoot. It's just throwing a set of dice. It could be anything. A standard weather forecast for July in Whiteville is hot and humid, chance of a storm, highs in the low to mid 90s, and I think that's about where we're going to be. Well, let's hope it just kind of stays, like we said, we hope it stays boring, even if it is a little bit uncomfortable from time to time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, basic, we talked about preparation earlier, basic common sense. You know, if you're outside, you're doing labor-intensive activities, there's no shame in saying, I need to take a break and go in. Hydrate, um, hydrate, Stay hydrate. hydrated. Water, 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 water. Um, 
we can't preach that enough. You know, some people, I don't know if there's a macho thing that goes on with it. Oh, I can handle the heat. You say that until the day comes that you can't handle the heat. And one of the number one weather-related killers remains heat exposure. A heat stroke is a medical emergency. You need to call it a medical emergency, just like a heart attack or anything else. You need to call 911 if uh, you stop sweating, you're very red in the face, your skin is very hot to touch. You can't think straight. You feel kind of nauseated. You throw up. Those are symptoms of heat stroke, and you need to go to the hospital like now. And you need to look out for the people you're around. I yeah. mean, that's that's the other thing about it. I mean, if you you see your buddy, you see your friend, you see your spouse, your child. You know, it amazes me how many children, you know, go down with heat injuries every year. Yeah. And maybe we need yeah, just kind of keep an eye on a person next to you as well as think take care of yourself at the same time. Exactly. Uh, where I work at Chartered, you know, we are a year-round school, and we'll be back in session in July, and we'll have kids out at recess. But if there's a heat advisory, we're not letting them go outside for recess. I'm sorry. It's, it's too hot. And, well, we're only 12, 13 years old, whatever. Um, that that doesn't mean anything. You could still suffer a heat exhaustion, a heat stroke, and that's not something to play around with. No, it's something to take very seriously. So, I think a standard summer is going to be hot, and if you're working outside, uh, something I've thought of. You hear a lawnmower running. Your neighbor's out mowing the lawn. If you hear that lawnmower stop, maybe just sort of take a peek out the window, and make sure they're not collapsed down on the ground. That's good. You know, just a thought. Not trying to be dramatic or anything, but you just can't hurt, never hurt, can't to, take hurt to take a peek out the window. It's like, okay, he, he's good. I mean, if you're already going to be nosy anyway, looking well, out the window. Well, that is true. Yeah, that, that is true. Right, right. We're looking out the window. <laughs> May as well be wanting to make sure that your neighbors are all Watching right our neighbors creep. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, um, we had that wildfire smoke. That, yeah, was kind of, yeah, that, that, that was pretty wild. That was pretty crazy. Let's talk about that because um, everybody was up one to. I heard a lot of misconceptions about that and all the rest of it. And I mean, there were there were a couple of times I woke up out there, you know, at our farm early in the morning, and I was like, okay, we have a wildfire going on somewhere. And then I realized, oh yeah, we do, but we don't. Someone else does. Yeah, it was about a thousand miles away. Yeah. Um, there are lots of wildfires in Quebec and Nova Scotia, caused by dry weather. Okay, Um, just the way the weather patterns had set up, we were getting a persistent northerly flow, and that was bringing that smoke and that haze straight down the East Coast. Uh, My old stomping grounds of upstate New York, it was really bad. I'm sure people saw the pictures on the Internet of Yankee Stadium in that Martian orange sky, that just eerie sky. Uh, we didn't fortunately have it that bad here, but you could smell it outside. Uh, you could, you knew that there was something amiss, um, and it just we were stuck in that weather pattern for several days where they had that northerly flow. But right Which now, the same thing brought us some of those nice temperatures. That's right. You know, we we had some really beautiful temperatures, but if you had to deal with the smoke, so you know you get this or that. Um, The wildfires are being driven, or the smoke is being driven away by a huge storm system that's kind of pinwheeling over the Great Lakes and northeast. It's taking its sweet time. It's a very unseasonably strong storm, but that's keeping the smoke away. Hopefully that'll drop some rain on some of the areas 
north of the border where these fires are, and I think that'll be a thing of the past for us. Hopefully, we don't have any wildfires of our own to oh, get with. That's that's as much as we talk about hurricanes and all the rest of them. A lot of folks don't realize the impact that we've had in the past from wildfires in this area there was yeah. a wildfire in the green swamp preserve last year one of my favorite yep. places to go i go every year to get pictures of the fly traps the green swamp nature conservancy last year after i had went i think the day after i had gone there was a lightning strike which triggered a wildfire yep which raged for quite a while and there's when i went down just recently to take some photos you could see scars from the wildfire I know they do controlled burns. Well, I guess they didn't need to worry about a controlled burn because it, it, nature took care of it. So, yeah, we got to be careful of that, too. It is a natural part of the process, but, you know, with the, and we'll, we'll save the wildland urban, or wildfire urban interface. Yeah. Is the term that our friends at the Forest Service taught to me. We'll save that for another day. Yeah. But, but now, Chris. I try to keep things in plain language yeah. as much as I can. And that's a, Don't worry about the weather. There's nothing you can do about it, but just be prepared. There you go, right there. You know, no matter what comes, if you're ready for it, what was it that you like to say, the 10 5 1 when yep. there's a tropical 10, 5, system? 2. Or 10, 10 5, 5 2. 2. Um, 10 days, 5 days, 2 days, 10 hours, 5 days, 2 hours. And a lot can change in 10 days. Okay, we've got a system out there. There's none right now. There's no yeah, indication. There's no hurricane of out there nothing, now, people. Nothing, no indication of anything <laughs> forming. But say there is, okay, 10 days, usually from when it first develops to when impacts might be occurring. Well, a lot can happen in 10 days. Forecasts can change like crazy. But, yeah, now when the weather's nice is when you should be going to Lowe's or Walmart or wherever and getting your prep stuff. A 72-hour kit. And then go from there. We've been put together now, not when the warning is yes, finished. Please, please don't wait until it's right off the coast. and Yeah, don't decide, well, you know, there's a big crowd at the grocery store this evening, so I better go stock up on Vianna's crackers. And there's no milk or bread to be found. Oh, wait, that's during the wintertime. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll save the milk and bread meter oh, for when we do our winter talk. <laughs> Chris, thank you for being with us today. Buddy. Thank you for as having as me always. here. And we appreciate all that you do for us and for our listeners from WTXY. And keep that weather coming. All right, we'll do. Cool. Thank you. Folks, this is Jeff Weaver with ColumbusCountyNews.com. WTXY, closing out the Columbus Connection. Let's make it a great week. This has been the Columbus Connection with Jefferson Weaver. If you have a story that you want to share with us or a comment on a previous program, you can email us at columbusconnection at columbuscountynews.com. The Columbus Connection is produced by Jones Media Partners, and the program is recorded live at the WTXY Studios in downtown Whiteville, North Carolina. Our in-studio producer is Daryl Jackson. Be sure to join us next week for another edition of the Columbus Connection. Thanks for listening. Cool. 1540 AM. WTXY. Whiteville. Cool. 103.9 FM. W280 FO. Whiteville. Cool. 103.9.